STC Pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. You love my crunchy snacks. You you can't bring crunchy snacks to uh, to an audio recording. I think yeah, I think you should you know can it. You can if you own it. <sighs> this is our God. bag, baby. You're playing with your bag, your crunchy bag. No, the show is our bag. What? What are you talking about? <sighs> yeah, bringing in the listeners now. If you've never heard this show before, you get to hear crunchy snacks slurping. What else? Too bad they couldn't hear you flex your muscles and stuff. Oh, or see me with my clothes off right now. But you can. Yeah, you dressed up for the show again? As always, dressed down California style. <laughs> Are you just saying words? <laughs> <laughs> so what's been going on, man? I uh, just found out this morning that George Martin died, so I'm bummed out about that. Sir George Martin. I think you're the only one that cares. Now, I don't think so. Now, do you own any of his uh, products? Yeah, I, yeah, I'd say quite a bit. Do you think the the Beatles would even be without George Martin? I don't know. Hard to say. I'm sure he certainly helped with a couple of their songs and 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 playing styles. He just helped out. He just yeah. like uh, just gave a couple tips here and there. <laughs> a couple tips here and there. I think you should uh, play this this way. Well, they couldn't get picked up by label until. George Martin took a chance on them. Take a chance on me. And look at uh, the offerings they brought to the table. Like their early music was was nothing uh, to go insane about. Uh, George Martin was quoted as saying the best song they had was Love Me Do. So everything mm. after that, George Martin had his <clears throat> fingers all over. Now, when did Love Me Do come out? When did it come out? I don't know. Expect me no dates? 61? Going on with this other bullshit, so you must know that. <laughs> well, we know the difference between early Beatles and, you know, after. It was all George Martin is what I'm trying to tell you. Right. All right. George, George Martin filled in the gaps, brought in the orchestration, did the crazy recording techniques, you know, cutting up pieces of uh, tape, throwing them up in the air, and then splicing them all back together again. Don't forget uh, his collaboration with Paul McCartney for Live and Let Die. Mm-hmm. Greatest Bond songs there ever is. One of the greatest, yes. Too bad it wasn't in the greatest Bond movie, Casino Royale. Yeah, too bad. Too bad for that. What would you, what would you say? I could probably guess, but what would you say the greatest uh, Bond? Bond song? Um, <clears throat> Live and Let Die is certainly up there. I'm trying to think of the Sean Connery ones right now. Goldfinger. Yeah, Gold, Goldfinger. Yeah, Goldfinger is definitely top five for sure. Now you make me want to go back and watch some Bond movies. Uh, the Spy Love Me. I, w- I would have thought you would have said uh, the what Adele the one. No, no, I'm not a big fan of actually the uh, the later versions of the song or the the newer releases of the Bond songs. I'm more of a fan of the probably Connery and Roger Moore. Yeah, but you stop everything you're doing when you hear uh, when you hear an Adele song come on. And you turn it up and you make everyone listen to it. No, that's just a video, man. Don't make me give people these impressions. 
<laughs> I stop when it's uh, Taylor Swift. I'll stop for that. Come on, dude. I've been in the room where you stop everything and turn up an Adele song. Listen, I stop for a lot of things. You know how I get zoned in and, and completely, it's like I block out everything else. Yeah, you do. When Adele's know, on. Even you, like when you're talking, sometimes I zone you out. <laughs> yeah, every all the listeners of the show are aware of that fact. I took your advice and I bailed on uh, Fast and Furious 7. It's going to be the only FF movie that I haven't seen. I got about 40 minutes in and it was even too ridiculous for me. Too much CG bullshit in that one. Like even the stuff I don't think that they needed to do CG and they did these weird camera tricks so they were they would like uh speed up certain scenes to special effect it in some way. Just really blatant, really obvious. And it kind of just seemed that they were pumping it out. So I bailed. I saved I saved about an hour and forty minutes of my life instead of I, wasting it away. I'm proud of you, man. Oh, good. I was flipping through the channels and I've stopped on it i think it must have been near the end of the movie and it was some outrageous scene uh, where their parking garage is collapsing with uh some kind of helicopter involved shooting down this building and the car is driving through it somehow so I, I don't know was it just the end of it though where uh walker they had to use a substitute or his brother he, he didn't know. he didn't survive the whole filming of it did he uh, no, we didn't, but uh, I don't know what scene if, I don't know. It, it was just ridiculous. That's all I'm saying. I don't know how anyone could watch it for what? Two and a half hours, this movie, two hours and 18 minutes of greatness. <laughs> no, he can't say that cause you bailed on it. Well, I'm just saying how long it is for those that enjoyed it. It only took you seven movies to figure out fast and the furious was a big pile of crap. Well, six was very good. I enjoyed that one. Oh, very good. Yeah cinematic afi will be honoring it top 100 speaking of uh movies in hollywood am i on can you hear me hey who's this guy look at this guy i'm I'm assuming you can hear me all right love it good to be back romance romance love is in the air joe looking good bill looking better oh thank you jeez (laughs) because he's wearing a spider-man pajamas there (laughs) <laughs> yeah what is that what's going on i dig spider-man sweater you cold? It's cold in the basement is that one of those sweaters that pulls over your head and you can zip it up and you look like spider-man yeah yeah you have to get that one <laughs> that's how i spend my day at work I, zipped up can i see what it looks like uh you know i got headphones on and stuff yeah put, put it over the headphones let me yep. take a picture of this here you wear a spider-man hoodie you gotta be prepared to spider-man up needs a full zipper from the bottom cool. here we go oh dear mm-hmm. <laughs> i can't see nothing there we go yes can you really see through the eyes yeah i can we should do the whole show like this that's the most ridiculous looking <laughs> like that doesn't even look good there's a zipper up the middle of your face <laughs> Your forehead ends with a zipper. <laughs> hey. Uh, I took a picture, Bill, so uh, I'm going to get this on Twitter right away. There we go. I can eat through that. Oh, that is hilarious. Ridiculous. This is what I got to work with all the time. Uh, it's hot in there. It's all you, Bill. Huh. Well, you're looking bright and cheery today and a nice bright room. I guess. Actually, I can probably get a little bit more light. Oh, dig that. 
Got that nice sun. Hey, Curtis, are you at, uh, you guys moved, right? So your, your new place? Yep, at the new place right now. Nice. So this how, how, long you, how long have you been moved in? Uh, we moved in about a week ago, I think. Oh. Was it like an easy move? Uh, yes and no. They let us kind of move in like a week before, so we were bringing boxes and stuff over as much as we could. We hired movers for the big stuff. Uh, and so I was able to unpack and, and do stuff, but the, the, and the movers did great, except they screwed up. They like chipped the tiniest, uh, like cement chip off of our former apartments steps. And our landlord was like going crazy. And now we're like in this whole dispute about getting our security deposit back. That's a whole run around. Now what's, um, did you have like a big Hollywood move-in party after uh, you guys got in? No, not really. Uh, we, we did that like the last time we moved in, and that was only like a year and a half ago. So we felt, ah, it's probably not fair that we like just moved again and force everybody to give us more free stuff just for moving, you know? What are, so what are the perks for your new location? Are you closer to any new game shops or anything like that? Um, well, there's a couple. We're, I'm in the valley now. If you know L.A., there's kind of – there's like – little pockets, right? There's like the Hollywood side of the hill. There's like the west of the 405, which is like Santa Monica and Venice and all the beach cities. And then there's like over the hill, which is the valley, which is typically considered the <laughs> lesser place to live. At least it has been. Well, that's where we moved. Uh, but the real reason was to get more bang for your buck here. Um, and it's really, we, we moved to Sherman Oaks, which is kind of like the nice part of the valley. Um, and it's up and coming. But as far as like game stores, there's two over on this side of the hill. And there was two over on the other side of the hill. So it's kind of, I'm just splitting the difference. One of them's pretty awesome on this side. Uh, that's pretty close. But otherwise, apartment-wise, it's just, we get, uh, I, ha I actually have a parking space now. I used to have street parking, which sucks because it's street sweeping. And we have two like ginormous bedrooms now, uh, dishwasher, central air. That's big. Um, yeah, it's just great. We love it. And more importantly, you got a games room too? No, that's the one thing I don't have. As much as I would love to turn our second bedroom into a games room, uh, we, we, that was vetoed by, uh, by the boss. <laughs> and so it's a, it's a lovely second bedroom that I can play video games in, but it is not there's not games all over the place. Next time, next place. Well, surely that second bedroom needs shelves in there. So you know, there's not a lot of wall space. I guess I could hang like actual shelves, but that's not going to give me a lot of real estate to work with as far as showcasing the games. You know what I mean? Oh, so they're still living in bins somewhere then. Hmm. Even more so than at the last place. They're really in bins now. I like I have to if I want to play a system, I have to dig out this bin, dig out which one's wrapped in a towel where, who knows what, and then find all the cords and all the plugs and, and then find where the games are, gosh knows. Luckily, doing this little thing called the one console challenge, so I don't have to worry about that very much. You know what I'm talking about, Joe. I was gonna ask you later on, but uh, since you brought it up now, um you're still going through this? Any, any uh, trepidation or uh, thoughts of bailing on this thing at all? Yes. I am so jealous of you, 
<laughs> I am having, I'll admit, I am having a tough time. It is rough. I think I blew my wad early. I played way too many games way too quick and kind of like burnt out my collection of quote unquote like good games. And now I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I was playing like Echo the Dolphin last week. Echo's fun. Come on. It it was okay, but I just I couldn't figure it out and then I got frustrated and I don't like to waste time when I play video games now and I'm and when you think about it, I'm like, ah oh, man, I'm sitting here, can't figure it out, I'm wasting time. I'm I'm playing a dolphin who's swimming around trying to like save his fish friends who got kidnapped by aliens. Like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I subjecting myself to this? So I have had many moments where I've thought, man, maybe I should just drop out so I can play some good stuff. Because I don't, I don't have a huge selection of Genesis games either. I have a pretty, pretty sizable collection. Anyone would say that's a, that's a good collection. But I've played them all to death. I don't have anything new to experience. And that was kind of the whole point as I wanted to experience new things. And I'm finding that much more difficult than I had uh, anticipated. Uh, I, I remember sports titles were so much fun on the Genesis. NHL, mm. Madden, great times. I think I have a couple. I should actually dig those out and, and try it because I'll be honest, I haven't, I haven't uh, got into the sports games yet. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, how's the uh, Super Nintendo treating you, Joe? It is a piece of shit. I finished two games so far on it. So far, uh, what? Zelda, Link to the Past, and um, Castlevania 4. And then I wasted probably about three weeks playing freaking Koei games that I brought. Nubanangas and uh, Romance <laughs> of the Three Kingdoms and New Horizons. And now I said, fuck those. So I'm on, uh, I'll be doing the Cartridge Club uh, game of the month. I forget what month it is, but uh, the Donkey Kong Country. So I pop that in to get a good head start on it, and I fucking hate that too. It is super hard. I don't know what's with these retro games, but I think I'm playing it with a mentality of I think that they're like kid games now. So I can just bust through it really fast, uh, not take care, not care about save lives or this or that. The game says I've played about an hour and 10 minutes, and I'm about 21% completed. But... uh, in reality, I've probably put about six hours in to get one hour completed in this bloody game. Well, you need to remember, too, especially in that original Donkey Kong, to get 100%, that means you have to get all the bonus rooms and all these like little hidden yep. things. So, but to actually beat the game, you'll get, like I don't know, 50 60%, something like that. You know what I mean? Like You don't have to – so you're, you're pretty far along. I get. I'm not enjoying it though, and to be honest with you, I've given the same contemplation about just. Uh, you you did telling, like Zelda. Telling, telling Ke- oh, I loved it. Zelda was great. So maybe well, oh, listen, Super Nintendo's my jam. Maybe I can help you find some games that you uh, won't be wasting money on, like all those friggin' Koei games. Well, I know like Final Fantasy would be great to play, and I, you know, I, you know, I've played it and finished it in the past, but it's just a matter of finding my own copy again and. Doing all that stuff. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the games you don't know about, Joe. Lay it on me. Well, what do you like? Do you like RPGs? Love RPGs. Have you played all the big ones on the Super Nintendo? All the well-known ones you played? uh, You mentioned Final Fantasy. I'm assuming Chrono Trigger you played. Yeah, that was great. What are some other ones? Did you Um, uh, did you do any of those like uh, the Secret of Mana or Secret of Evermore? Those cartridge club games, did you ever play those? I think I did Mana back in the day. I don't think I played Evermore. You should try, you should try Evermore. 
Yeah. Um, that one's pretty cool. Wouldn't it just be easier to tell Kevin to shove this one console challenge? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I got into this. I'm uh, curse him out, curse him out on the podcast, and well, never listen you know, to him again. Here's the thing: is like all these guys chose all these new consoles, and that to me is kind of a cheat because you can download all these retro games. It's not really a one console challenge. Everybody's cheating with these new systems because you can play like. 20 different systems on one. That's not that's not the challenge. The challenge is one system. If you pick Xbox One, you should only be able to play Xbox One games. You shouldn't be able to go into the Xbox Arcade or whatever the hell it's called and get anything you want. You know? It, it, rare replay, that shouldn't count. You shouldn't be able to play a compilation of all these older games. I, I think it's only, like, whatever is for that system, even though a rare replay is for that system so that, like, contradicts the point I'm trying to make. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with you too. I think it's, uh, if you pick that one system, it should just be that one system's games. And I don't know, maybe I picked the wrong system. I've heard other people talking about it on, on other podcasts and um, maybe it was just my mistake this time. Yeah, but, this uh, time. This I'll tell time you what, though, if you bail, I'd be willing to bail with you. So uh, think about it. Ooh. And because uh, <laughs> what, what was our contest? It was uh, the first one to bail. Has, has to make to, a five-minute video, like, praising the other person. So if we both go out, then we can just call it even Steven there. Well, I'll be honest. Let's. You picked some pretty crappy games, Ex- aside from Zelda. No. And I can't believe you don't like Donkey Kong, but... I thought I would. I thought Donkey Kong would be great. It's just, I don't know, it's those freaking monkeys, and they're jumping. It's, it's horrible. The control is not the best. But uh, the other games, I bought them because of the memories I had playing them back in the day, albeit not just Super Nintendo, but NES as well, right? Right. So. Yeah, have you played Super Metroid? No, I was just going to say that uh, there's no way you guys can bail on uh, the contest now. It, that's ridiculous. And to uh, compromise on what you'd have to do if you lose, no one wants to see that. We got to see this cop out. Yeah, big time yeah. cop out. Pussies is the word I used before that no one could hear. I said, I Wait, so, Joe, you never answered my question. Did, have you played Super Metroid? I can't remember if I have, to be honest with you. I, you should track that down. That's a good one. You'll love that. Mm. I don't know. Do you get into, like, those platformers, those, those types of games? Yeah, I like, I like the, the original Metroid. Oh, if you like the original Metroid, dude, you got to get Super Metroid. Super Metroid, uh, have you played any of the Mega Man X games? No, not. Uh, I've only played like the first two Mega Mans. Uh, well, actually, you probably, if you think Donkey Kong Country is hard, maybe stay away from Mega Man X. Well, that, I am, that might be a bit hard to find here. Oh, yeah, you guys are in Canada. <laughs> Pricey. Although, Joe, your brother might have might have that title. He's got it. I could always borrow these games off of him. Yeah, you totally I'll should. See. I'm going to try and put together a list for you, Joe, of games you should try out. I'll try and not keep it. You know, I'll keep it to relatively affordable games, not any of the crazy ones. Well, we are going to a, a gaming swap very soon, so I maybe I'll keep my eye out for those then. I would say Super Metroid should be at the top of your list. I think anybody would agree with me. That that's a good exploration game. It'll take if if you don't use the internet to cheat, you, you'll you can play this game for a long time just figuring mm-hmm. it out. I think you'll have fun with it. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, and he's got the the big Mario karts. Uh, he could 
play Mario 1, 2, and 3, go through them again. Oh, yeah, the Mario All-Stars and Mario World. And yeah. All that Yoshi there's... shit. Tons of stuff. I was just uh, I was going through my head what the backlash would be from Kevin, you know, how much fun he would poke at us for bailing. You know they're going to talk about this. Really? Yeah, it's disgusting. That's all they do. Him and Ramvox, a bunch of like uh, old ladies when they get together. Right. I know. It's their freaking wheelhouse, just talking about all the other podcasts they listen to. Oh, wow. We got a whole bunch of downer stuff to talk about. <laughs> and Curtis, come on. You got a great system in the Genesis there, man. Oh, my God. I spent a lot of years playing Genesis. You can enjoy all games. Yeah. But like I said, I feel like I've maxed out my good games. I'm trying to, I, I'm so close to, I'm not a big RPG guy, but I'm so close to buying fan, one of the Fantasy Star games just so I have something that I can play for an extended period of time that isn't a beat-em-up or a platformer <laughs> or a shooter. Just for you in my background here, I put my Sega Genesis uh, classic game console by at games in the background there. That's what I have. That's the thing. That's what I'm playing. Yep. Have you found any carts that don't work with it? The only ones that don't work so far are uh, repro cards. It's kind of a downer. Maybe we should yeah. talk about something a little happier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. I have two repros for Genesis, and neither of them work. Otherwise, everything else works fine. I mean, the the biggest complaint that I've heard of of that the at games system is the sound quality. But honestly, I always have to play it on such a low volume anyway. I barely hear the sound as it is. Are you using your own controllers too? Mm-hmm. Oh, you have to. The ones that it comes with are terrible. You know. Yeah. The one uh, it came with two controllers. One of my controllers, uh, one of the buttons doesn't even work. Right out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I believe it. I mean, those things are just like made of paper. You know, they're so light and just wiggly and gross. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, what would possess them to go uh, infrared, wireless? Is that really cheaper than the wire? I don't know. I was wondering the same thing. I I, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, we, are, we do live in the future. The future. Yeah. Oh, Joe, have you played uh, the Earth, Earthworm Jim games? Not on the Super Nintendo. Dude, you got to get Earthworm Jim 2. Yeah, right, I'm right, I'll write it down there. Earthworm. That's a, that's a... I'm looking up lists of... Stupid Nintendo games. I want to well, help that's you out. Good, man. I think the Metroid one, like I know a lot of the good ones that are out there. So I think it's just, you're right. It's just a matter of finding them. Maybe I just haven't, uh, I haven't picked the right game that suits my wheelhouse. You can use that Joe anytime you want. That's right. Yeah. And plus you have it in your head that you refuse to play any game that's fun or what you might consider, uh, in these a kid's are, wheelhouse. No, these are mentally stimulating games. <laughs> It's just that there's too much to bloody remember for some of them. I, you need the instruction booklet out 24-7 to, to remember what some of the icons mean. What was the latest thing that came in the mail for you? It hasn't come yet, but um, I had ordered, uh, what did I buy? Uh, Star Tropics 2 for the NES. Oh, great. Well, that you can't play. <laughs> <laughs> Good work. <laughs> well, you know what it was? It was... Uh, First off, the price was right. Uh, super low price. I don't know. I was just surfing NES games for some reason, but like you said, I don't know why. I can't play them for another half a year. I don't think that's a reason not to buy it. If the price is right on something, then you, you certainly have to 
to snap it up. Have you played uh, Super Mario RPG? Uh, no. Dude, you have got to play that. All right, that game rules. All right, writing that down. Let's, uh, there you go. That's a good start. All, All right. right, man. We've been going for a while, mate. Can Joe, can you do the intro, man? Get us going. Let's start the show. All right. Let me read. Don't forget, we got another again. guest sitting in the green room still. Oh yeah, we have to get um, cartridge in here sooner than later. Yeah, well, let's go. All right, let me get this thing going. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of STC Pod. This is episode number seventy-five. Uh, please remember to subscribe to STC Pod on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash start to continue. You can follow Bill on Twitter at STC Pod, and you can check me out on Twitter at AC Decepticon. Bookmark both of our websites, stcpod.com, as well as angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. Listen to us on iTunes under the title search STC Pod, as well as my other podcast, Transformers and Beer. For all of our episodes, check us out on Podbean www.stcpod.podbean.com. And if you're listening to us, why not check out some other great podcasts, blogs, and videos from our community at www.cartridgeclub.org. As always, a big thank you to all of our loyal listeners who tune in every week for a new show. And now let's get on with it. Uh, today's guest, as you've been hearing already, comes to us all the way from Hollywood. He's a friend of ours. That must mean he's a good guy. You can find him on Twitter at Girlfriend Versus, that's Girlfriend VS, as well as on YouTube under the channel name Girlfriend Versus. We want to welcome back, and he's always welcome to be here, the funny and the devastatingly handsome Curtis. Post it and post it. Wait, did I do that right? Oh, crap. Did we just end the podcast? <laughs> Happy to have you back, brother. Good to be back. Yeah, we had such a good time on the last show. Uh, couldn't wait to have you back, man. Well, you could wait a little bit because I was supposed to be on 69 and then you so rudely uh, forgot about me when you did your big 69 cast. But it's okay uh, because real men, 75 anyway. <laughs> Invites might have been out for that 69, but you uh, kind of snubbed us. You know, let's get down to brass tacks and <laughs> be honest. I did know that it was going on and I could not attend. I was out that night. I you apologize. Another, uh, red carpet event that you were at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was another uh, red carpet event. No, I don't even remember what was going on that night. It was so long ago now. My goodness, what was that, like six weeks ago? We've got special plans for our next one, so you're definitely included in there. What, your next 169? Uh, we can't say right now. Or Oh, it's probably 100. I bet it's 100. I'd love to know these plans because we're so good at planning things out. That's what we do best. I like you guys doing this whole invite everybody on everybody gets a few minutes here and there but to be honest i i like the uh the just me episodes you know i like when i get the full hour with you guys yeah. all of course uh, honestly we wouldn't have it any other way curtis you are you need you need it all you need the whole space we'll give it to you we're more than happy to have you i, what, I can uh, imagine uh, not a lot of people like to share you especially layla right how does she feel about uh, having to share you with the world? She was mad that I had to do a podcast so early in the morning, so she's not even here right now. I think she went to go work out or something. Damn <laughs> she it. She's like, I don't want to have to sit and hear you talking about games. And it's funny because I'm wearing headphones, so she can only hear me talking. So she can't even hear the full conversation, which is doubly frustrating. So we're not going to have a girlfriend uh, cameo pop in then? No girlfriend cameo. we got to get girlfriend on the show. Yeah. 
right? I say that as if I'm like the third host now. We got to get girlfriend on the show. <laughs> would, would she want to be on? Yeah, why not? She hasn't been on a podcast in forever. All right. Yeah, totally. Except we'd be all too nervous having her on. Well, you know, I, I think what we should do is n not even have me on. It should just be girlfriend and you guys. I think that would make for an interesting podcast. I'd get really uncomfortable myself, probably. Well, perfect. Even even more mm. reason to do it. I tend to quiet down when there's ladies on the show. It's okay. Layla's very inviting. You, and, you will fall right into place. Oh, yeah, but then there's the chance that she might fall in love with us, Curtis, and then what are you going to do? Kill you. <laughs> uh, the lovely and beautiful girlfriend. Damn it, we don't get to see her today. She was here. I was hoping if we got on early enough, she would be here right at the start. But she, I think she was purposefully trying to get out before because she never rushes. My gosh, she's slower than molasses in January any other time. But when I'm about to start a podcast and she knows she has the chance of being pulled in for a little cameo, suddenly she's out the door like the flash. What is it? What has she been up to? Was there something on Twitter? She just finished a bunch of VO work? My goodness, she has been booking like crazy. I don't know how much I can talk about it because she's always signing NDAs and stuff. But yeah, she booked like six jobs this last week all over the place. She does she does audio books. She does promos. She does video games. She does commercials. She does, I, I'm trying to even remember what all the stuff was that she booked. Yeah, it's all good stuff. It's always fun when it comes out because that's when we can really talk about it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like she's She's got a couple big projects coming out this year that when they come out will be fun to talk about. But can't really say right now. Is there anything more uh, you can talk about? I remember you said there was something something on the burners that you uh, may or may not could have maybe not talked about. Anything? Yep, still on the burners. In fact, let's, we're going to throw another thing on the burner um, that I can't talk about. There's two things that I'm really excited about, but uh, can't uh, can't mention yet. That's so Hollywood, right? Ah, oh, such a blue balls. I can't, <laughs> can't I keep telling you guys all these Cool things are happening. I can't talk about it. That's that's no. That's not cool. I'd like to see something. I'd like to hear something. Well, you will soon enough. It's all. It's hurry up and wait in Hollywood. You know what I mean. So we wanted to like the Oscars just happened. Yeah. You were obviously there, right? Were you? Uh, yep. I was a seat filler for Michael Fassbender. Oh well, of course. And What's let the... me tell you, that guy goes to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> What's the scene like there in the in the big city when it's Oscar time? Things get crazy? It is absolutely bonkers. Yeah, I used to live, uh, when I lived right in Hollywood proper, I used to live about like six or seven blocks from the Dolby Theater, which is where they host it. And I was, uh, the road right next to me was the uh, limo. They like closed down all the roads just for the limos, right? Mm -hmm. And so it makes it a real pain in the ass if you have to, cross that road uh, or even come near it. So you try and avoid it at all costs just because they, they set it all up for the limo lanes. But yeah, you don't want to go anywhere near Hollywood Boulevard when the Oscars are going on. It is absolute madness. You'll be stuck in, in traffic for like an hour to go one block is how backed up it gets. It's absolutely insane. Is the city swelling up with tourists too at the same time? Like is everything busy? Even the supermarkets? Yeah, I mean, it's always busy up there. You try and avoid Hollywood Boulevard as much as possible because that's, you know, where all the handprints and stuff are. So it's just always kind of chaotic and, and busy up there. I'm nowhere near that now. And we weren't really close to it 
before where it would be an issue where we just moved from. But it, it yeah, it's a whole whole event. I mean, everybody in town knows about it. And it's the same thing with all the awards. Like the Golden Globes is the same thing. You know, that's that's at a, in a different part of town, but it's just as crazy over there when the Golden Globes are going on. Anytime there's a major awards, Grammys or Emmys or anything, you know. Uh, which which of these awards are you able to vote on? I assume the SAG Awards. That is the only one I can vote on. Layla is also, she's a part of BAFTA, um, which is like the Academy, but the British, the British Academy. Right. Uh, and she's a full voting member for BAFTA, which is kind of cool because as a SAG actor, you only get like a few screeners, but as a BAFTA full voting member, you'll get like a hundred screeners. So come awards season, we get everything under the sun uh, as a screener, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, I guess. Are they coming regular mail or do you have to sign for everyone? They come in regular mail and it's really important because they're all watermarked, you know, so you don't, you get in trouble big time if they get out. So you got to be really careful with them. Yeah, for sure. What if someone steals your mail before you even get to it? I know. Well, that's what happened with, uh, what was it, Hateful Eight? When that, when that got leaked out, it was they traced it back to some like high-profile executive, and he said, I, the, the screener never even got to me. You know, like I never even touched it and never saw it. So somebody intercepted it, you know, along the way and, and posted it online. And that's like, that's some scary stuff because he can probably get out of that trouble. But if it happened to someone like us, we'd be like, banned from ever getting screeners again is there is there much uh, streaming like are they giving you streaming codes for some screeners yeah i think that's the way it's gonna go in the future because they started doing that a few years ago just a few screeners but every year it seems like they have a few more that you can only stream plus i think that's as much as i would rather have the screener in a physical version the streaming is probably the safer way to do it you just put in a code you watch it and that's that seems like the most legitimate way to do it without because uh, you know you're supposed to destroy the screeners after you get them and after you watch them nobody does that nobody's going to destroy your because you want to be able to watch this movie again and you own it you know I I of course destroy all my screeners as does Layla as we're legally supposed to do anyone who's listening uh, but everyone else hangs on to them. You have that special uh, DVD player that destroys it the second it finishes the credits, right? Absolutely. Eats it right up. <laughs> Turns yeah. it into energy. Are they DVDs or are they Blu-rays that are coming now? It's DVDs, although if the movie is out, if it's got its full release already, we'll get the Blu-ray. Like is we the got uh, Mad Max Fury Road, we got the Blu-ray for that. Anything that, like a lot of the visual effects nominees... Yeah. usually come out in the summer. So we'll usually get those in their full release. So it was pretty cool. Like Mad Max was a good get this year because that was a really popular and awesome movie. Yeah, totally. And how, how obnoxious is the watermarks on the screeners? They're not too bad. I mean, you get used to it. You know, they only pop up probably three or four times throughout the whole movie, you know, just as property of Warner Brothers or whatever. You can send them uh, along my way if you ever get bored of them. Although <laughs> yeah. we okay. know you destroy them. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Joe, what are you doing there? Uh, just looking at some things. Yeah, actually, I was really trying to remember where where have I heard the value before and what movie, but uh, it just came to me the movie Clueless. What? Did, how do they mention it? Uh, they have to go there for a party. Oh yeah, and like, they go to like some bungalow or something. So I'm just trying to picture into my head how uh, 
what the whole scene is like there. Well, in the valley, it's like frequently portrayed, even though it's true, as like this really hot kind of, well, because it's like, it's always like 10 degrees hotter in the valley is what they say. And it's true. I mean, it really is. It gets way hotter in the valley. But anytime I see it in film, it's always, they're going to the valley and they're like, it's so hot here. Oh my goodness. Like I remember there's some entourage episode where they come to the valley and that's like their whole episode revolves around how like hot it is in the valley and they're trying to get around it, go somewhere. I forget. But yeah, it's all- I remember them also saying another thing, another reference is like, uh, oh, it's so far to the valley, like it's an hour away or half hour away or something. Right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think I'd like to live there, to be honest with you. Do it. If I was to pick a place. Heck yeah. Jeez. Yeah, we're losing Joe to uh, California. Huzzah! About <laughs> time. Another thing I was just thinking about was um, I was thinking about your YouTube channel. So yeah. I've been on a bit of a YouTube kick lately where you can ask Bill. I've been pissing him off because I've literally watched all 60 episodes of uh, the Game Chasers on YouTube probably within two weeks. Yeah, nice. And uh, so that he's having a bit of a He's tired of hearing those guys talk, but uh, I've been on it. When I get on something, I sort of get like an OCD kick where it's like I got to watch it all from start to finish. And that's how it was with me when I started watching your channel. But uh, oh, I saw how are the videos, man? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just keep getting likes uh, on every video from you. I feel like you had no idea who I was the first time I came on the podcast. I feel like Bill was aware of me and you were like kind of aware. And then all of a sudden you watched every single video I ever made ever. What was it, Bill? Well, Bill did watch you first. Right. And what she usually tends to find that the people first and then I'll come over because I'm hearing him watch something and go, what the hell are you watching? And I saw some pretty boy on the YouTube and it was you. And, uh, <laughs> and then I started watching your stuff. Uh, how are the videos going? I know congrats on, is it your latest one or second latest one where you did the whole, uh, Girlfriend versus episode with uh, uh, retro nonsense and dubious gaming and J Rock. You know, there's been a big push from a few people that on the next one we should get you two. Mm, wow. Well, okay. So <laughs> on the next girlfriends versus you two will mm. play a couple. Now the question is, who's going to play the game and who's going to be the coach? <laughs> I think you should stick with couples. I'd like to say we're not a couple. But if I play the game, I'm better at games than Bill, I think. No, I think we've proved that the other way many times. I've watched you play with your little stubby fingers. It's hard. It's infuriating. Uh, remember the last time we just played Mario switching off and who had way more points and was further along? Yeah, because uh, you cheated and took the warps and I did level by level. Yeah, I went the harder route. I had harder levels mm. to do. Well, I'll tell you what, for content for Girlfriend Versus, I'd be willing to go on. I want you guys on. I think that would be great. I would go on with Bill. I'm not dressing up or anything. No, of course it's not. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, he has to wear a wig. I I don't care. Oh, yeah. I'd have to wear a camouflage, wouldn't I? Because I don't think many people know who I am. No, I mean, you would be the girl, so you would be wearing a wig. I didn't even think about that. Could could you guys even go on? Because you'd be seen on camera. Bill's got bigger boobs than me, though. <laughs> hmm. uh, don't worry. We've been seen. I've been outed, and uh, Joe's going to this video game show in March, and Kevin's going to make sure to have Joe plastered all over the internet for that event as well. 
Oh, well, there you go. And this is a year away. You know, we do it on Valentine's Day, so it's a long well, time from now. You got to see Joe play video games because that will be where the entertainment is. His his legs are flying. His arms are all well, that, akimbo. Well, that, get into it. That was what I had in my head. I'll be honest, because I, I thought Joe uh, had the. I, I thought I thought he would get more frustrated if he wasn't doing well at a game. I, right. I, I, is that accurate? I feel like yeah. Bill would keep his cool more and, and wouldn't be as entertaining. No offense, Bill, but you know what I mean. Like it's funnier when somebody gets more frustrated. Yeah. Well, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I'll be the lady. Not shaving my legs or nothing, but. You already do. Shit. No, I just shave higher. You do have a swimmer's body. Uh, another thing, too, was how I wanted to ask you, because you do all the editing for those videos. How long does it take? Like that was a lot of work put into that one, wasn't there? Yes. Uh, I'm not going to edit a video for a while. I've, I've been on hiatus at, ever since that one because that was our season finale. Um, and I'll be honest, I my computer is about to die. I need to get a new computer. So I don't know how many videos I'll be putting out in the um, besides like pickup videos, you know, stuff that I don't really have to edit. But any editing heavy videos, I'm not going to be able to do for a while. So sorry, boyfriend, boldly goes fans. Yeah, uh, I've been waiting I know. for that. I know it's coming. I know it's it's oh gosh, long time coming. But uh, anyway, what I forgot, I forgot, I lost my train of thought. What was the question? Mm. What did I ask you? Oh, uh, Jesus. Oh no, yeah, we're talking oh, about the, we're talking about the editing and how editing, hard it was how long it took. Yeah, no, that uh, girlfriends versus episode, I probably worked on every day for at least two to three sometimes up to six hours a day for a month. And I what mean, program do you use for that? Uh, Final Cut. Uh, it looked great, Curtis. It was pro job, man. Truly. Thanks, man. Well, great transitions. Thank you. Think coordinating all that footage from everyone, and thank, thank, thank you to all the people who participated and got me that footage, but coordinating all that footage and keeping track of everything is really, really quite difficult. And then cutting it together, you know, like I've said, <clears throat> Half the people didn't even give me the correct lines that I wrote. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, like J Rock, I think we had a little script for the opening, right? I think J Rock only gave me one of the actual scripted lines, none of the other ones that I needed from him. Uh, J Dubious gave me about half of them and then just kind of did whatever he wanted. Retro Nonsense and the Q Dogs were the only ones that gave me everything I needed. So then it became a mishmash of trying to edit it in such a way that I could make the footage that I did get work. So what you guys actually see is not actually how it was written. I had to like refigure some stuff around to make it work. And I think it came out great. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm actually happier with the end product that we got versus what I had written, but it's, it's really funny. One thing I don't understand though, is these Easter eggs that you put out on the channel, how do they, like, where do they come from? Are they just outtakes or like when you say Easter egg, it's usually like a, you know, Easter egg in a video or a DVD that you find, right? Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wanted to make Girlfriend Versus more fun, have a little bit more of an interactive experience, you know. Uh, and so early on, we came up with the idea to hide little somethings in the video, you know, whether it's a little sprite that jumps into the screen that shouldn't be there or hiding something in the background. And then if people point them out, I'll unlock like a little bonus video. Oh, you know? okay. Sometimes it's outtakes. Sometimes it's behind-the-scenes stuff. It's whatever, you know. 
I've been trying for the life of me to find these things, and I just all right. So that explains it. Yeah, and people were doing really good with season two. I think there's I think there's like five left. There was one every episode, and then there was five in the finale episode. And there's three. No, there's only four left. There's three left in the finale, and then one other episode that uh, didn't get uh, discovered. So people were on it this year. We never made a big deal about it either. We we went the longest time not mentioning it, not saying anything. We just wanted to see if someone would finally comment about one of these weird things that I put. And it took like a few months before somebody finally was like, what is this? Like, that doesn't belong there. And then we were off to the races, you know? Hmm. I'll take another look through there. So it literally could be anything in the background. Or, or foreground or anywhere. Well, here, I'll give, you a, I'll give you a couple examples. So there's a couple in the most recent one, the girlfriends versus... A couple of them have been found. One of them, the easiest one, I think, um, was discovered like the first day in one of the Chippendale segments with Dubious Gaming. The little blocks that you collect in, in Chippendale, um, it would be like the equivalent of coins or rings, you know, in like Mario or Sonic. Uh, it's like little squares with a flower inside. Well, I replaced the flower logo with a Triforce. Oh. Uh, right? Shit. Uh, and then, like, uh, in one of our segments, when, when Girlfriend and I were playing Tailspin, uh, when she's flying in front of a waterfall, a little Zora from Zelda pops his head out for a second and comes back in. Uh, and it's while there's a lot of stuff going on the screen, so if you catch that little Zora, you know, it's out hmm. of place, doesn't belong in a Tailspin game. Stuff like that. Son of a bitch, how did I miss that? Yeah. And they're all over the place. All over the place. That's a lot of effort, man. A lot of work on your part. That is the last thing I do uh, every episode. That's like the my present to myself. I get to add that, and then I'm done. Joe, why can't you put some of that effort into our channel, for Christ's sakes? What, you mean building content? <laughs> yeah, that would be a start. Because <laughs> I'm exhausted after I take care of the two kids, man. Oh shit! It's yeah. a lot of work. I need. Uh, I got all these ideas in my head, and I can't. Uh, I can't get them out. <laughs> I don't have time. I don't. I do not have time for it. The frustrating part about Joe watching his videos online is that he gets fascinated by the ideas he sees from other videos, and immediately wants to incorporate it into our stuff. <laughs> so I have to keep saying no. That's already done. It would look weird if we started doing that. No, our interpretation of it is what I'm saying when I bring it up to you. That's like uh, that's like retro Fandango. Right. Maybe. I don't know. They uh, Every time they hear something that they like in a podcast, they're like, oh, we're going to do that on our podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, they put a lot of things into their wheelhouse, that's for sure. That is for sure. Move it on. Well, what were you saying? Uh, Rambox was going off on us for some reason? I haven't listened to all of it yet, but the latest retro Fandango, uh, Vox... What did he do? I wrote it down here. Fuck. Why are they so fascinated with us? He, he was saying something about our uh, disclaimer at the start of the show and how it, it the way it's written or the context of it uh, doesn't make sense to him. So uh, I leave that in your court because you came up with the text for it. What's the problem with it? What did he say? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't listen to what he says. He was going on something about, uh, <laughs> shit, I listened to it once how the contents or the message that's, uh, that we say within the show is our own and not uh, something. I don't know what you said, man. 
<laughs> Listen to it. It happened around, what minute was it? Around minute 42, 41 or 42 of uh, the latest Fandango. Or maybe Curtis can help since we actually have someone here who's a legitimate authority in bringing up good ideas. I don't know about that. We had put out a request to the listeners as to what we can name the shows where it's just me and Bill. You know how, like, for example... Oh, like the Schwarzenegger and DeVito shows? Well, like, for example, uh, the Nerdist podcast, when it's just Chris, his two friends, they call it a hostful episode because it's just the hosts on it. There's no guest, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's just me and Bill. What could we name our our episode? You know, something with similar context where it's just the two hosts. Well, what do you call when there's a guest on? I don't think there should be a name for that. I'm just thinking there should be a name for right. when it's just me and Bill. BJ uh, only. Okay, well, that was coldly received. <laughs> My sister also gave that kind of idea to us for the for uh, something with BJ's. And yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't like thinking about BJ's and Joe. It's too much. Well, well Vox made us some kind of reference to uh, P when it's just you and me, because P is funny. P like urine or the letter? Yes, urine. Okay. So. Oh yeah. Well, that's okay. That's because Duke from Retro Nonsense is always walking around saying everything is urine. <laughs> I'll put my thinking cap on. It's too early to think of something right now. Well, speaking of other podcasts, I, you know, I don't like to promote the big guys because they don't need it. But, uh, Curtis, you might be interested uh, if you listen to the late. I don't know if it's the latest, but uh, WTF pod with uh, Mark Marin. He had uh, William Freakin on, and it was freaking awesome, I got to tell you. Director of The Exorcist. Yeah, amongst, you know, French Connection to live and die in LA. Yeah. It, he had his shows usually like an hour or something. This one was over two hours because Friedkin can talk and right. the stories was just, it was really great. I love Marin. I saw him live like a year ago or so. Um, and he's just as neurotic and insecure in real life the, uh, as he is on his show. <laughs> Probably even more so. Yeah, we got to see him live, too, last year. But, uh, you know, freaking with his stories of uh, New York in the 70s, you know, researching for the French Connection. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, for instance, you know, that's based on uh, the real lives of these two cops. And he was out with these cops as they were shaking down bars and shit like they did in the movie you know, busting bars and having everyone, you know, put their hands on the bar as they scoop underneath all the drugs and paraphernalia and stuff like that. And he was doing that for real with these cops and the the cops would give Friedkin a 38 and tell him to cover the back door. (laughs) The seventies. Am I right? Yeah. (laughs) Those were the days. Well, no, that's probably even the late sixties because French connection. Didn't that come out in 71, something like that? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, you're right. So he'd just be by the back door shaking, holding a 38 policeman special, hoping no one goes through it. It's just crazy stories. And, uh, you know, Marin would talk to him about effects-driven films nowadays versus his older movies, which didn't have effects. And he loves effects nowadays because he's like, no one should ever do 
what I did back in the day. I shouldn't have did what I did back in the day. We put people's lives at risk, countless innocent lives. <laughs> we just I, I guess to some stuff. extent, I guess to some extent, like with stunts and, and such, but I am always of the opinion that less is more when it comes to like computer generated imagery, CGI. Why did I say the long version? That's dumb. <laughs> uh, but you know what I, I mean? Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like Star but, Wars did it right, this new one. They, they, as much as they could, they used practical effects. That's what it should be. But yeah, with stunts and stuff, you got to kind of draw yeah, the line he's, somewhere. He's so thinking of his, uh, his car chase, car versus uh, train, where they just went and shot it without permits or closing off roads. And, yeah. Uh, that scene totally could have got away from them and run down innocent people, but they, they went and did it. Oh, yeah, there he is, William Friedkin. i got to listen to that one. Did you listen to the Crispin Glover episode? Uh, I'd be interested in that. No, I didn't because I think he was on he was on another podcast not too long ago, and I listened to it, so I figured it'd be more of the same neuroses, and I didn't, right. you know. I got the gist of it the first time. Mm-hmm. He's out there. Well, I'll uh, I'll give it a listen. I love Marin. He's a uh, he's a good. Uh, he gets some really good interviews. I'll say that. My goodness, he gets the president, and suddenly everybody and their mother wants to be on the show. He got like uh, Keith Richards after that, and he's just knocking out of the park. Lauren Michaels finally. That was a great one. Yeah, it's great. It's been really fun to see the evolution of that. How that show has played out. But you know, enough of those big shows that don't need any promotion. Yeah, let's talk about uh, old STC. We're sinking, <laughs> sinking shit. They're going to be like, uh, remember when uh, Freisel was on there recently talking about uh, how crazy the traffic is during the Oscars? <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood secrets, people. Hollywood secrets. <laughs> well, come on, Curtis. You're holding back on us. Tell us some big Hollywood stories. Who'd you run into last week? Who'd I run into last week? Uh, I don't know if I ran into anyone last week. Okay, let me see if I have any good stories. <laughs> oh man, I don't know if I should tell this, but okay, I'll tell this story. This is more of a personal one, but I'll I'll uh, I'll put it out there forever. So it was like my first year living in Hollywood. I partied with Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill, and this was before they had gotten famous, like right before. Like nobody really knew Jonah Hill at that point. Seth Rogen had done um, you know a couple small roles. He was in like uh, I think he had done Forty Year Old Virgin at that point. Uh, Anchorman, but Knocked Up had yet to come out. Superbad had yet to come out. So he hadn't really like blown up yet. And I knew him from Freaks and Geeks mainly because I loved that show. And so I I was a little starstruck that I was like at this party with Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill and Martin Starr. Do you guys watch um, Silicon Valley? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Martin Starr was there too. You know, it's like their their little their yeah. crew, their club. Yep. And so I'm there. And I just wanted to fit in so bad. And so they were playing this drinking game called Centurion, where you take a shot of beer every minute for a hundred minutes. And I got up to, I got up well into the eighties before I really started like, Oh gosh, what have I gotten myself into? (laughs) And then um, they started partaking in some, you know what I'm talking about? It's Seth Rogen. Stuff you smoke. Yeah. Stuff you smoke. It was uh, it was the stuff you know Seth Rogen for. I you know it, there's only a few of us there. There's like maybe ten people at this thing, and so they're passing passing around some 
some some stuff and I partake, boy, that was my downfall right there. I spent the rest of that night huddled around a toilet in someone's bathroom who I don't, I don't even know this person. And I'm 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 not kidding. I wouldn't let anyone in that bathroom. I was just like I was so sick. I ended up falling asleep on uh, ottoman, like a giant ottoman for a couch, passed out, curled up in a little ball, and waking up at like six in the morning, being like, "What if I?" I was so embarrassed because I was like, "Oh my gosh, I blew it! I blew it in front of Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill. I was gonna be in their club, baby. I was gonna be in their club. I'm out. I'm out." Oh, you never was, mix. You never mix, Curtis. You should never mix. I was just happy I was there. I was trying to be one of the guys, and oh, I just failed miserably, miserably. <laughs> you know what, though? That 100 shots of beer, is it may sound easy. I've tried it once, and I never even came close. It's a lot harder when you think it about is, it, right? Yes, it's very hard. And, I mean, you just – a part of it, too, is you just get kind of full because beer fills you up. You know what I mean? Yep. And so when you're pounding a whole bunch, like, one after the other every minute. Yeah, I only did it once, and that was at uh, university dorm room. And uh, it was spaghetti night that night, so we we had pounded pasta before we started pounding the shots with the beer. You can only imagine what happened with the pasta. Pasta's came, the worst. It came back, uh, came back out sooner than it uh, – faster than isn't it came it, in. Isn't it weird with pasta? It always comes out, like, the way it went in. It, and it doesn't look different. <laughs> Everything else looks completely different. Pasta – retains its uh, look, its structure. It's like it, it's, it's the weirdest thing. So how did you get home that day? Uh, I was with a friend who spent the night as well, and then we I think he drove, and I think we just drove home the next morning, but at like 6 in the morning, I remember, because I woke up. I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. Uh, was anyone else still there? You know, I don't remember. I mean, you can imagine how I was feeling when I woke up. So I think I just wanted to get out of there and never show my face again. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I was at a screening this year of Steve Jobs, and there was a Q&A afterwards with Seth Rogen. And I had a pretty good seat. It was very center. You know, like, so these people are on stage doing the Q&A, looking out in the audience. It's, it's possible that you would make eye contact with someone who was sitting where I was sitting. And Seth Rogen, uh, he was sitting there, and we made eye contact. And I just got this sense, and I know this is, like, impossible. There's no way that he would remember. But it was he kind of gave me a look like, I recognize you, but from where? I don't know where. You know that look? You know what I'm talking about? He kind of, like, did a, a head tilt, and he was like, huh, that guy. And then he looked away. Um, so I'll be interested if I ever – cross paths with him, with him again. I'm going to tell him that story. I'm sure he'll get a kick out of it. Yeah, you got a great icebreaker for the next time you meet. Yeah. Those two guys, I'd love to spend an evening with those two. Holy mackerel. Must have been a good time. Oh, yeah, it was fun. And like I said, like they hadn't really gotten famous yet, so I felt like I was like I was there before they were cool, you know? Yeah. You know, you told a story on the last show how uh, how you and girlfriend got together. She ended yeah. up going to you and giving you her number. Yeah. You didn't Correct. tell us what happened after that. How many days did you wait to call her back? How oh, okay. That, how did that call go? <laughs> All right. So she gives me your number. And, I'm, and it, 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 you know, you, you go to your friends and you're like, how long do I wait? What should I do? It's just, it's just whole, this whole 
this like all these rules, these unwritten rules that you're supposed to follow. It's so weird and awkward. But I decided, I think I waited three days or two or three days, right? And I remember calling her up. I was at work and I was on my break and I called her up and she still, to her credit, she kept the message that I left her, this first message. So we listen to it every once in a while and it's the funniest thing because I'm trying to be all like proper and like, I'm a gentleman trying to ask you on a date. So I go like, uh, hello, uh, Layla. This is uh, Curtis. I don't know if you remember me. I'm the gentleman from um, the, uh, the coffee shop that you visited the other night. And uh, anyway, I was thinking about taking you up on your pool offer. Don't know if you're still interested, but uh, I'm available this day and this day if uh, you'd like to join me. Anyway, uh, hope all is well, and give me a call back. I'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. Bye-bye. And that was it. That was it. Because we talked about playing pool. And, right. And she calls me up, and we set it up, and not – must have been two days later. We, we went out uh, on our first date. You didn't want to bail the second you heard a machine pick up rather than her actually picking up the phone? I don't know you if I could handle handled. You got to assume – that the machine's gonna pick up. Because when you're when you're playing that whole game of waiting and then asking out and doing that whole thing, I always feel there's like a lack of communication. There's always something like no one wants someone, you know, it's like easier to let it go to the answering machine and just see what I'm gonna say than to answer it and have a potentially awkward moment. You know what I mean? It's kind of better too, right? Because you did your part and now the ball's in her court. So it's her play now and uh Exactly. Let's see where she takes it. I think I prefer the answering machine myself. But like everything else, I would probably have the whole speech written up so I could uh, say it all properly and not stammer and stutter. And Well, and it's so funny because she kept like the first few messages I, I left her. And so there's that one where I'm all proper and gentlemanly and chivalrous. And then by like the third message, I'm like, yo, what up, girl? So I'm thinking we should hang tonight. <laughs> Whoops, I farted. Love you. Bye. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, throwing that all out the window. Well, how long did it take for, for you two to move in together? I don't know, over a year, probably. Well, we've been together almost three years at this point. We lived in our other place for about a year and a half. So it was like, I don't know, a little over a year, I guess. And were you solo but yourself, or like were you at home, no. or were you with a buddy? I had roommates at the time, yeah, roommates, a couple okay. of my buddies I lived with. And so uh, it was just, it worked out. You know, it was time to grow up and kind of move out and be on your own. And so it worked out good when uh, when we moved in together. It's got really personal all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to bring up how long I was at home before I moved out, but I'm Italian, <laughs> so that's a different story. So his girlfriend, she's Italian. Is she? Yeah. Her but mom she, lives but, in Italy. But she's British. Well, she is British. She grew up there, but her family's Italian. I know. No, it's funny. It's a thing I have, how if someone's got an accent. You grow up in Italy, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Bill, isn't it time to wrap this up here? Actually, it's where has the time gone again? Because is it? It, is, it is past. Oh, man. It looks like we're not going to have time... Uh, for Cartridge Canuck again. I guess we'll, uh, we'll have to look for him on the next show. That's, uh, apologies go out again, Cap. Uh, Curtis, it was great having you on, man. It's great to be on. I think I said too much, but that's okay. 
yeah, I was going to say, are we missing anything else? Is there anything you wanted to throw on the table? Uh, us about or anything bugging you? You know, it's always like I always have a million things that I want to say and talk about before I come on. And then you're like, all right, well, we'll see you at 6 in the morning. Um, <laughs> so I hope you're uh, ready to go. I hope your brain's working. <laughs> and then I get here, I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? Same for us as well. I'll make always. a list. What about, uh, well, we should just, uh, is there anything interesting uh, on the TV that, that's piqued your interest? That I've been watching? Yeah. We, we always forget to ask you what, uh, yeah. what you've been into. Well, I've been watching, oh, you know what I've been watching? That 11-22-63, the Stephen King thing with James Franco. You watching yeah, that? Heard it. No, I've heard about it, though. Well, I read the book. And that is hands down one of my favorite Stephen King books. And I gotta say, they're doing a pretty good job so far with the series. I've only I've only watched the first three episodes, but it's a pretty faithful adaptation, save a couple things. Oh, where's that coming out of? Oh, that's on Hulu. It's a Hulu exclusive. Hulu, right? Yeah. So yeah. we have to find some other way to watch right. it up here. Mm-hmm. Well, can't you don't get Hulu there? Yeah, it's blocked. I think. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's an American thing. Oh, that's a bummer. Okay, well, it's a, we'll talk about something else. We'll talk about something. I'm watching other things. Uh, <laughs> I'm watching uh, Better Call Saul. I watched all the first season. Um, I've recorded this second season. I haven't got a chance to get into it yet. This Cartridge Club last month, playing near, took so many hours out of my TV watching. So right. I'm really behind on my shows. Right. I definitely want to jump back into that. How has it been this season? I'll be honest, it's been a little slow, I think. Although this latest episode, I think it was episode four, finally started, the wheels started turning, that making it seem like, oh, we're getting closer to Breaking Bad. You know what I mean? Like they're catching up. They're dropping little things here and there, and it feels like, oh, maybe by the end of the season we'll get to Saul Goodman when he is on Breaking Bad. You know what I mean? I've always said that's how season two is going to end is with him, like, meeting Walter. Oh, really? I'm going to make that prediction right now. Yeah, because right out the gate, they got a two-season order, right? Yeah. Uh, So, guaranteed, they were going to have two seasons. And I said, at the end of the second season, it will catch up to Breaking Bad, because at the very least, then it'll kind of complete the circle of what they started with the whole prequel series. But they're, they're... Doing, they're pulling a smart move if they do it that way because it almost guarantees them a third season because if they catch up to Breaking Bad, everyone wants to know, well, where do you go now? Are you going to start showing the stuff after Breaking Bad? Because we already know what happens in Breaking Bad. So I, that, that's honestly what I think is going to happen. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't think it would actually catch up to the Breaking Bad timeline. Well, remember, too, these people aren't getting any younger. And, I mean, it's only going to be so long before Mike uh, or the Jonathan Banks, who plays Mike Ermintrout, is going to look like a million years old. The guy already looks, you know, <laughs> like 90 years old. Yeah. Uh, and he's still the most badass character on that show. He is so awesome. Yeah, for sure. All right, Joe. Take it away. All right, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in. Just wanted to remind you to subscribe to us at uh, youtube.com slash start to continue. Follow on Twitter at stcpod and acdecepticon. Uh, bookmark stcpod.com as well as angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. 
Follow on iTunes under STC Pod and Transformers and Beer. And as always, check out our community at www.cartridgeclub.org. Curtis, you've said it all, except for where people can find you and any other plugs you want to throw in. You can find us, and by us I mean Girlfriend and I, on our YouTube channel, Girlfriend Versus. That's Girlfriend VS. Uh, we're on Twitter, Girlfriend Versus. Same thing, Girlfriend VS. I suppose with the at symbol at the beginning, though. And then we're on Instagram, which I actually post the most on Instagram. So follow us on Instagram, Girlfriend Versus. Uh, I've been trying this year to post every single day something, um, and I've succeeded so far. So look us up on Instagram. This Instagram, is this something STC Pod should be doing? Is this one more thing we should be doing? I, I, I like Instagram better than Twitter. Really? Yeah, because it's just you're just posting pictures, and you can you don't have a 140-character limit. You can kind of put whatever you want with no restrictions. And it's just more fun to just see a stream of pictures than a stream of comments of what people ate for lunch and what people think of Donald Trump and Kanye West. And I don't care about that. So you think we should be on there? You think we should make the jump? I think you should make the jump. You can show off all your fancy um, uh, thumbnails that you make. Hey, what did you think of the last uh, Curtis thumbnail? A lot of, a lot of work went into that one. Nailed it. That was the one that had me with, uh, I was on the body of Tom Cruise from Oblivion, right? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, that so your new uh, headshot you hand out to everywhere? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I go, uh, I, I have a resume and all it says was, it's just a blank piece of paper with one line. It says featured on STC pod. Boom. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah, that should help. Well, don't be mad if you just see that same thumbnail this week with a big, you know, Roman numeral two on it. Because who's got the time? Right, Joe? Who's got the time? Dude, I told you what you need to do. You've got all day. Yeah, every time this guy's on, it's a special thing. So I want something special done for this piece of artwork. It's true. We love having boyfriend on. It's the greatest time ever. Thank you, Curtis, for coming on, man. I appreciate it very much. I love talking to you. Oh, thanks. It's good to be on um, next time, though, can we do this at, like, night? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to get girlfriend on. We're going to get girlfriend on. That's going to be the next thing. Okay. We'll do it. Is that it, Joe? Is there anything yeah, else? Just waiting for uh, Curtis to sign us off. <sighs> post it. Post it.